listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16, back for the inaugural edition of the pod for the 2022-2023 season. I'm Ryan Schweitzer, along with the voice of the Brandon Wheat Kings, Craig <laughs> Boschman. <laughs> Should have known that was coming. <laughs> how, how was that experience? Let's... Uh, Let's talk about that. I mean, it's a Bronco podcast, but uh, Brandon, just briefly going over the situation, their regular play-by-play guy had a new opportunity going into the playoffs, so they needed a play-by-play guy, so they rented you. Yeah, uh, Brandon Crow gave me a shout and um, asked if I would be able to do it if the Broncos didn't make the playoffs and uh, you know ran it by uh, Nathan of course to sort of get the approval and uh, you know when the Broncos unfortunately didn't make the playoffs uh, kind of got things all, all ironed out and uh, met the team there in Red Deer for games one and two drove myself back and forth for the whole series so uh, a whole lot of driving and you know what as I was doing those drives I thought about uh, Chad Leslie Broncos GM he makes that drive from Brandon so current all the mm-hmm. time and he makes it sound like it's nothing <laughs> like yeah. it's six hours it's it's not nothing so but it was fun i mean the we kings uh the coaches were were fantastic they were very welcoming um the players were great too so it was a fun series the hockey was really good game six went to triple overtime i'd never done a triple overtime game before so that was pretty entertaining and um you know certainly a very cool opportunity that i was thankful to to be able to do and uh, had a lot of fun over those 10 days or whatever it was well good stuff we uh you're out of your brandon wheat king golf shirt <laughs> and into a bronco one now and uh likely enjoying what's been a pretty pretty fun preseason um last night the estevan experience <laughs> that was cool um you know a pretty unique opportunity the broncos are, are no stranger to playing neutral side games a couple years ago they had the game in irvine which is a much different experience the size of that rink but the estevan one was cool um you know that rink down there in estevan is very nice it's it's relatively new i want to say it's less than 10 years old i think so um it's a great rink i didn't i haven't been there in a long time since my my sjhl days so uh it's a very nice facility there um obviously we knew it was going to be a very pro Regina crowd, not only with the proximity to Regina, but um, you know, with uh, with Connor Bedard on on the Pats there, I think it's fair to say that the vast majority of people in attendance came to see him play, and uh, it was an entertaining game. I mean, a good start for Swift Current, had that two nothing lead after one, and then um, you know Regina kind of took over there in the second period. So, you know, fans got what they wanted. They saw saw a lot of Bedard on the ice, scored a couple goals, and a big autograph session after the game. And uh, the the lineup for the autographs was was pretty funny to see. Just you walk up on the concourse, and the Broncos are on one side, the Pats are on the other and there was a very very long line on the Regina side and fans would make their way through the Regina line and come around to the Broncos side but it was just kind of funny to see you know hundreds of people lined up on the Regina side and kind of some stragglers after the fact coming (laughs) over the Broncos side so it was it was pretty funny the players were in a good mood you know they were having fun with it and um, you know I think it was a pretty cool experience for the team to get down there and play in front of a a different crowd and uh, you know playing a rink that a lot of these guys uh, never would have played in otherwise yeah a cool experience that's uh, that's a good way to put it Uh, Devin Pratt He's the head coach of the Swift Current Broncos. We're going to chat with him a little bit, uh, talk to him about how he spent his offseason and break down things with uh, with the team this year, our inaugural coaches show coming up. But uh, before we get to that, let's talk a little bit more about the, the preseason and this year's team from what you've seen. I've, uh, you know, on social media and on some of the Broncos uh, pieces of production, I'm sure hearing you drop potential 
Central Division champion a lot. Yeah, I might I might come to regret this. That that uh, old takes exposed Twitter account might come after me by the end of the year. But um, I, I think it's it's a it's a realistic target. Uh, I really do believe that. And and the reason I believe that is because you look at the other teams in the Central Division. I mean, you look at Edmonton. They they pushed all their chips in the middle, won the championship last year, and now they kind of have to take a big step back and kind of reset to work their way back up. You look at Medicine Hat, who I mean, last year was basically at the bottom of their rebuild. Now they're going to start working their way back up, but I don't think they're quite there yet. Um, you look at Calgary and Lethbridge, who were in that fight last year, kind of in the same range as the Broncos. You know, you wonder what kind of steps forward they might take or potential steps back as well. And the target at the start of the year was was Red Deer, of course, who had a phenomenal year last year. Um, but then the really unfortunate news with uh, with Swift Current native Chase Coward being out of action for, for quite some time here. So with that sort of uh, goaltending void for, for Red Deer, it kind of opens things up, I think, for the Broncos with, uh, with the talent that they have here so I do think it is a very uh, realistic and legitimate goal for this team is to win the central division and, and we'll kind of see how things play out but um, I don't think the players are, are you know feeling too much different than that they've got some pretty high expectations for themselves carrying over from last year and I'm sure they're they're just super excited to get the regular season going here in a week and a half we were doing some behind the scenes work this past weekend with uh, shooting some jumbotron videos for the guys which is something that we do every year when they're in the starting lineup or they score a goal then you know they have their little five-second clip on the Jumbotron that really gets gives fans a good look at the, the players. And we do that every year, and uh, it, it, was, it was fun this year, taking nothing away from any other year, but uh, there seems to be a level of enjoyment that – among the players that maybe we haven't seen as much of in the past few years, and that plays such a big factor too. I mean, you can have you can have a good team, but if the if the guys don't like being around each other, I think that can kind of transit on the ice, and that's not the way it is at all this year. Not saying it was like that last year either, but there's just kind of that growth with, um, as you'll hear Devin mention, 19 players from last year who are back again. So there's so many guys who are so familiar with each other; they already have that relationship from either last year or the two years before that. Some guys going back even three years so um, you know we only had a handful of guys in there guys who were heading off to NHL camp so we had to try and squeak them in before they took off the next day but um, all those guys are are just they they love being around each other they they rib on each other all the time they were making fun of each other for the the videos and the celebrations they were doing so um, it was it was a lot of fun and I think the group is very tight-knit as they always say and uh, they mean it when they say that and it's it's uh, exciting to see already how much they like each other and the thought that these guys could also be here for another season after this most of them at least all right let's do a little bit of business here uh we got to mention season tickets on sale until october 1st you can still get season tickets after that but if you buy before october 1st it's a save the pst type deal correct yeah and for you know for for platinum level seats it's about 40 bucks a ticket so it's not like you're saving five bucks here it's a it's a pretty significant amount and you know with regards to season tickets and fans in the building i have players asking almost every day you know are we going to sell the home openers the home opener going to sell out how many people are going to be here like they want to see huge crowds you know we had I think the last two home games last year when they were making that playoff push, I, I believe both of those were over 2,000 tickets sold for those two games, and, and it makes a difference. You know, I, I don't know uh, all the time if fans really realize how much of a difference having a big crowd supporting the team makes, but it helps out the players a lot, and it motivates them, and it drives them, and it can impact the game in a very positive way for this team. So if you're on the fence about getting tickets, I mean, just just look at the roster. There's, there's six NHL-drafted players on this team so much talent that hasn't been here for years. I mean, since the the championship season, this team hasn't seen this level of talent. So, you know, if you're on the fence about getting tickets, I mean, I I don't know what more of an argument you need to come and support this team. It's going to be an entertaining
entertaining year even more so than last year when it was already entertaining so it's uh, the perfect time to grab your tickets now you get to save a little extra money with the before the PST kicks in and uh, it's going to be a very fun uh, 34 home games this year well and I was breaking it down too of those 34 home games and uh whoever represented us at league scheduling meetings hit a home run because 34 home games and I think 25 are on either a Friday or a Saturday and they're doing their U.S. swing this year in late January typically when we have the worst weather of the year when it's like minus 40 with the wind chill at 930 at night and you get you start your car in that and we're we're not here that's when we're taking our road swing so this is a great schedule as well so you got great players and you got a very very fan friendly sked too yeah I remember talking to Matthew Ward in the summer uh, we were texting about the schedule and he was being a BC boy he was very happy to be going on the US trip in January February so uh, that is very exciting looking forward to doing that obviously the Broncos haven't done that since the championship year with, uh, you know, the switching divisions and the last couple of years of no interconference play. But, uh, you know, as you mentioned, I think the first five or six weeks of the season is only Friday, Saturday games mm-hmm. for the Broncos. So that's also a great start to the schedule. Um, you know, it's it's exciting early on. I mean, you got the Calgary Hibben here in town for the season opener next weekend and then jumping on the bus the next morning to go to Calgary the next day uh, is going to be a bit of a different uh, way that they usually do it. But, you know, you got division games right off the hop. You know, that Calgary team was right there with Swift Current kind of neck and neck all year last year and you know they're looking to take another step forward so it is a great schedule it's going to be nice to see some bc division teams coming in here they haven't been here a long time either so uh really looking forward to just getting things underway after a couple more preseason games this weekend rock and roll all right coming up in just a moment uh, devin Pratt is going to join us for the coaches show segment of the broncos this week podcast brought to you by original 16 you're listening to broncos this week presented by original 16 the official beer of the swift current broncos It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16 Coaches Show segment and uh, our first time in a long time talking with uh, head coach Devin Pratt. Uh, Devin, first and foremost, uh, saw a few times at the ballpark over the summer, but uh, how was the, uh, I don't want to say the few months off, but, uh, you know, how was the downtime? Yeah, it was was a great summer. Um, We were uh, fortunate and excited, just the timing. My wife and I uh, welcomed twins in four months ago, so... Great time to have a little bit of extra downtime to be able to be at home and support before uh, the season got going. And then experiencing the NHL draft and our guys and the success there was uh, was very rewarding and a, a great experience. And then out to Calgary for the U-17s. And again, that was uh, always something that's very fun and exciting to be a part of when you get you know the best 100 players in their age group together. And then it just seemed uh, we got home for a couple weeks to PEI and then and uh, here we are. You know, the hockey school started up and right into the swing of things and uh, great energy and excitement around the rink and in the community here in Swift Current. So excited to be back going. You mentioned heading home to PEI. And you were telling me that you drove from here we to did. PEI with three kids under two years old. We did. Wow. Yeah. 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 It was something. Let me tell you. Um, but it was worth it. You know, it's always great to get home, especially when you have, you know, new little ones just to meet family. And it was, uh, they were they were busy every day. Someone stopping in just to meet them and see them. And nice just to be around my parents and siblings and uh, my nieces as well. And 
get some golfing in, some downtime, some beach time, reset, recharge, and there's nothing like going home, and especially uh, summertime at PEI, it's a little sandbar of heaven out there, and uh, we really enjoy it, so it was worth the uh, listening to, uh, God, what's the song we played for six hours straight, <laughs> You Are My Sunshine. Oh, you know all the words by now. You know, I, and, and I wanted to ask you this last year, uh, late last year, and just there was other things to talk about. But uh, I remember towards the end of the season, you guys were playing a game in Calgary, in the Saddle Dome. I was at that game. And there was a, a fan about three rows behind your bench. And I don't know if you saw it or not, or I don't know if it was a relative of yours, but it just had Devin Pratt, PEI Proud, like a sign. And, you know, and we haven't really talked about, you know, you being, you know, from the island and everything, but, you know, speak, speak to that a little bit. Yeah, that was actually uh, one of my minor hockey coaches' uh, families. Uh, Greg Giggy McDonald was with uh, an old teammate of mine, Alex McDonald, and then uh, his sister and uh, their kids were kind of around the game. So, yeah, it was just a nice way. I think they saw the announcement when I got the interim tag removed as the head coach, and they kind of commented that they'd be at our, our next game in Calgary. And, uh, you know, Giggy coached me in both ball and hockey and was just a great coach, a great athlete himself, and I took a lot of lessons from him. So kind of a special moment to see them at the game. I saw them right at the very end of the game. I kind of saw the sign and it was nice and then was able to visit with them after the game but uh, you know I think if you look at east coast population outside of maybe a Fort McMurray like Calgary's a place where there's quite a bit of people from the east coast and uh, we have some close friends of ours that live in Calgary as well so it's always nice to go there and see some familiar faces on the road some former hounds in different communities uh, that we travel to as well so um, yeah I mean the the world is small the hockey world's even smaller so it's always nice to have uh, friends and relationships from the past uh, out there. You touched on the NHL draft, of course, with the success the Broncos had there. For a head coach being there, what sorts of things are you doing? Are you talking to people? Are you there? Are you seeing people that you know and recognize that sort of thing while also soaking in the experience? Yeah, uh, it's, you know, multifaceted, I guess. One is just kind of being available um, for any team that would like to talk about our guys or have conversations or post-draft, talk about their development plans or whatever it may be, and a little bit of... uh, you know, putting some faces to some names that we'll have some conversations with uh, in the future here and as we progress. And and then also just uh, the opportunity to attend the NHL Coaches Conference. So that was an online conference. And then uh, there was an in-person hot stove and just kind of networking. And again, being able to talk to some people that you reach out to during the year and uh, lots of different people from all levels of professional to major junior to NCAA hockey uh, in a room together, which is always great sharing. And and then uh, just kind of taking it all in too. I mean, it was my uh, first experience of being at a draft and uh, I just loved going to the rink early. Obviously, so much history in Montreal and just kind of taking everything in and then, uh, you know, going through the process of uh, having guys that were eligible to go and then uh, having the guys call, hear their names called was pretty special. Yeah, and, and talking about one of the special moments, uh, let's do the where were you when and what was going through your mind when uh, when Owen Pickering was announced by Pittsburgh as their yeah, first round selection. we were actually, uh, we were up top. We were up in uh, the nosebleeds and... Uh, it was me, Chad, and Nathan were all together and just, um, you know, we, we felt comfortable that he was going to go in the first round at some point. And you just didn't know exactly where and um, to hear his name called was pretty rewarding. Um, 
we had the Seattle staff was sitting right in front of us and I had actually coached Kevin Korczynski at the WHL Cup. He was our captain for Team Saskatchewan as well. So <clears throat> it's just kind of, you know, you congratulate them and then Moose Jaw has a guy go and you congratulate them and then everyone's kind of congratulating us as well and, uh, you know, very proud of Owen and the work that he's put in and uh, the opportunities he's created for himself here. And then on day two, obviously, you see four more guys go from this organization. Um, you know, certainly fair to say they're could have been a couple of more guys go as well but just to hear the Broncos name being announced multiple times over the course today just such a, a feather in the cap on what was a pretty uh, pretty good season last year yeah for sure I think you know we made a made a point to invest in our youth and give them an opportunity to develop their game and play in all situations and the guys really benefited from that and uh, they did a great job embracing that opportunity as well and uh, maximizing uh, the the potential within it so very proud of the guys and uh, you know the guys that didn't go it's just back to uh, back to work and that's kind of for for everybody it's a uh, proven right proven wrong on both sides of the coin and uh, my message was that the you know whatever whatever happened that day the goal remains the same to get better the next day to invest in ourselves to make some sacrifice and to do what other people aren't willing to do to just make ourselves as the peak of our performance that we can uh, to reach that potential and uh, proud of our guys and how they responded. Guys that got drafted and guys that didn't uh, have all responded very well. And uh, a lot of work has been done here over the summer by our guys and just adds to that excitement of our group. Well, for you, being a head coach in the Western League, and, uh, you know, this this is your first experience coaching multiple drafted players. You know, how, how are you feeling about approaching that challenge? Yeah, uh, you know what? I think it's exciting. Um, I think that it's a little bit of uh, knowledge sharing as well when you get development teams invested in their players and and monitoring their progressions throughout the year so an opportunity to just be a sponge and learn from the best of the best uh, in those fields and and then just uh, having different avenues to communicate with players or just a little bit more management um, on the relationships with those guys within their respective team that they're with. But uh, at the end of the day, when, when we're here, we're fully invested in being a Bronco and, and doing everything we can to uh, help this team, uh, you know, reach its potential as a group and um, that's something that we've kind of instilled here is the we not me mentality and you know getting guys to buy into that and we're very fortunate that the culture here has been strong this uh, this last bit and uh, we're, we're excited about this year We're approaching the end of preseason here two games left coming up this weekend against Medicine Hat obviously without all of the <coughs> drafted guys including Sam McGinley was invited to Carolina as well so to see the amount of younger guys who are here um, you know how has the rookie camp training camp preseason experience being yeah, it's been excellent. Um, I thought that right from the start at the rookie camp, it's uh, a unique year having the two draft classes kind of experience it for the first time with the 06s and the 07s. So lots of uh, high-end talent here. Um, and just the compete right from the start. The games were competitive uh, throughout rookie camp. Nice to get on the ice, get the vets going, get some uh, just work on the, the staples of our play. Um, and then to have the main camp kind of flip into that and see just the level of play rise once again and then into our blue and white and, and now into our preseason. Uh, very happy with where our group is at. And uh, a lot of young guys came in here to make us make some tough decisions. They've done a great job. They've represented themselves well. They're playing 
playing <clears throat> respectable 200 foot hockey um, not just the one side offensive but uh, doing a job defensively as well so uh, very excited about what they've brought to the table that was going to be my next question uh, you touched on I'll get you to elaborate on it I imagine there is some tough decisions this time of year eh? yeah and that's uh, it's a good problem to have um, you know we have a lot of veterans returning in our roster there was 19 guys here um, on opening barbecue night and uh, and then we got a lot of prospects in the hopper here that have as we say done a great job and uh, represented themselves and look like they're ready to play at this level so we have some t- tough decisions ahead of us but we have uh, another weekend here of some exhibition games before uh, we separate the oil and the water and, and uh, go in one direction with things so uh, excited uh, you know it's always tough when you you feel like you're a little bit short staff with this many guys out of town but it just uh, it's a rewarding thing as well um, you know you you prefer that they go on and have their experience and bring something back to the room to give to everybody and it just creates opportunities for the guys that are in the room to play in some other situations to take on a little bit more role and um, just to show us and showcase themselves how ready they are so exciting times it's going to be a very comforting feeling seeing the kind of talent that's on the team right now I mean we've talked about for years now as this team starts to work its way back up about the younger guys coming up and now you have established veterans but even more younger talent coming in so you know that there's kind of that continuous pipeline of high-end players coming in yeah it's uh it has been uh, it's been a quick turnaround here and I think you know having those two drafts within the same year really helps that as well but uh, you know the one thing that uh, the depth and, and the way that the staff has done things here since the rebuild started is uh, you know acquiring picks and investing in the youth and now our youth are going to be a little bit more insulated we're not going to have to necessarily look to a group of five 17 year olds to play in a power play together um, you know a young 16 year old guy is going to be able to get on the ice with some veteran players who have uh, some 20 goal scorers within the league and guys who've played over 100 games and all of that just uh, adds value um, and is able to kind of calm things down I think will lead to more of a consistent effort um, night in and night out and not that the compete wasn't there but just tidying up uh, all those other areas that experience uh, brings yeah, and, you know, with this team that you have this year, we, we touched on the guys that are drafted, and certainly there's some excitement from guys whose name weren't weren't uh, wasn't called on draft day. You know, talk about heading into this year with, uh, you know, the, the pressure of expectation on the squad this year. Like, this is a team that's expected to do some big things this year. Yeah, you know what? I, I always uh, enjoy coming back and seeing kind of where the guys see us at and, and you being able to then use that as a staff to the measuring stick. And, you know, our guys want to be a team that, um, has success night in and night out. I think uh, first it's important that we're able to establish that process of what that looks like more consistently. And uh, if you look back on last year, we were probably, well, we were outshot of the majority of our game. So before we start talking about having, um, you know, flipping our wins and losses or getting into anything like that, we got to flip the process of outchancing and outshooting our opponents night in and night out and create that sustained opportunity. And I think our group is right there. Uh, we feel ahead of where we've been uh, last year, just in terms of having these veterans being able to pick up our style of play, know the expectations, um, know myself as a staff and what I'm looking for as a head coach and a style of play and how they got to compete and practice and the daily habits. So 
we feel that we have a strong foundation there that we're able to build off. It's uh, it's one thing to sit here and say it. It's another thing to go out and do it. And um, we believe that we have a group that's going to embrace that grind of what it takes to be successful. And um, hopefully, you know, we get off to a start here that uh, reflects that. Three preseason games in the books. Two more coming up this weekend, as mentioned, against Medicine Hat. Are there specific things you're looking for in preseason games, or is it just a matter of sort of everybody kind of taking one step forward at a time before you make that final roster decision? Yeah, I think it's both. I think uh, on an individual level, you got to evaluate the player, and at the same time, we've got to be evaluating where our team is and then... Um, playing the team game and, and finding ways to uh, to have that success. So, you know, I, I think puck management is so key at this level and being able to play with pace. Um, and, you know, it's funny, but we seem to have scenarios where we make mistakes and we're not quite ready to learn from someone else's mistake yet. We want to go touch the oven ourselves and burn our fingers a little bit. And, you know, one of them just being youthfulness of poor puck management, trying to make a high-risk play late in a shift. And it's like we turn over the puck and the next thing we do is change. And, you know, if you're going to play at this level, uh, that high-risk play is, has a very low reward. So let's just uh, manage it well, put it deep, get a change, and give ourselves an opportunity to defend on the right side of the puck. So puck management is one for me, and then just being able to make plays and play at that pace um, is the other thing. And you know everyone everywhere always goes through this there's a lot of summer habits we call it you know summer hockey's non-contact uh it's very flowy it's very skilled um you know there's not a whole lot of repercussions for turning a puck over and now all of a sudden we get into you know that one mistake might cost you a game and that one game may cost you a spot in the standings or whatever it may be so just respecting that and i think uh, as we say throughout camp we've done a good job of our guys playing a good comp- competitive tour foot game of hockey and we just need to continue to tidy things up here especially on the last weekend of the exhibition well it's uh, it's going to be a long season ahead we'll have lots of coaches show on the podcast uh, coaches shows and uh, we'll save some of the the questions for next week's show we've got a good 15 minutes out of you here thanks a bunch for doing this Devin. thanks for having me on guys you're listening to broncos this week presented by original 16 the official beer of the swift current broncos Hey, a big thanks to uh, head coach Devin Pratt for joining us for episode one of the Broncos This Week podcast for this season. I'm Ryan Schweitzer. He's Craig Boschman. Busy weekend coming up for Swift as uh, they're going to do a little home and home to wind down the preseason against Medicine Hat. Yeah, obviously a divisional rival here. I think they play each other eight times, I want to say, in the regular season. So 10, including this preseason set here. Um, you know, looking forward to seeing Medicine Hat. It's always kind of cool to see teams uh, after watching them last year to see what kind of steps they've taken forward. Obviously, they've got the first overall pick from the 2022 draft on their roster and Gavin McKenna so looking forward to seeing him and uh, kind of just taking what uh, what Medicine Hat's going to do is they try and take their next step in their rebuild as well and uh, it'll be probably a similar looking lineup I would imagine for the Broncos this weekend as well with all the NHL guys still off at their camps uh, I think uh, the majority of them I would imagine will be back for next weekend I don't know that for sure but I would think so and of course uh, regular season kicking off next Friday yep the regular season next Friday and uh, season tickets there's a deal if you buy before October 1st uh, you can say the PST on season tickets. We talked about it. It's an exciting team to watch, and the the schedule makers certainly seem to smile upon the Broncos this year with 25 of those on Friday or Saturday, 25 of 34 games. So lots of great reasons to come check out Bronco hockey this year and uh, get those season tickets. All right, that'll do it for the first episode of the 2022-2023 season of the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. 16.